Sam Raimi returns to the comic book movie genre with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Let's review. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was directed by Sam Raimi and, and was written by Michael Waldron and stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Benedict Wong, Xochitl Gomez, and Rachel McAdams. Doctor Strange, with the help of mystical allies, both old and new, traverses the mind-bending and dangerous alternate realities of the multiverse to confront a mysterious new adversary. Hey everyone, welcome back to another movie review. My second most anticipated film of the year, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, is finally here. This was my most anticipated MCU film of the year, one of my most anticipated comic book movies of the year too. And in this episode i'm going to be giving you guys my spoiler free review for the movie so if you haven't seen the movie yet don't worry you can listen to this review and go see the movie and you'll be completely fine the trailers have done a really good job of hiding what the main plot actually is so i'm not even going to get into that although i will touch on what i really thought about it i won't tell you what it actually is so if you're worried about spoilers don't worry you can stay and listen to this review i have been so excited for this movie obviously because it's an mcu movie they were looking to do some horror. It's called Multiverse of Madness. There was so much possibility. And also, maybe most importantly, we got Sam Raimi returning to do a Marvel film, but his first entry into the MCU, you know, with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So I've been so excited for this film. And did it live up to the hype? Well, you can find out my thoughts right now. And just because I just mentioned, the first thing we're going to talk about with this movie is Sam Raimi. So I was really worried going into this movie that his directorial style would be nerfed and really held back by the MCU. Visual style, very bland visual style and template. Luckily, I'm here to say that I don't think it was for the most part. His, his, the color and flair he brings to his movies, his directorial style and vision, some of the horror elements, I thought all of that w was present, especially in the back half of this movie. And it mixed really well with his comic book uh, movie tricks, I guess you could say, that he's been using for a while now. And I thought it was a great balance between Sam Raimi's early horror work, like on Evil Dead, with the bits of those movies I've seen, and also a mix of kind of like the Spider-Man, very whimsical element in a few sequences, which I didn't really expect, but I did get some of that. I loved how dynamic the action sequences, it, the action sequences were. It reminded me of some of the action sequences in his Spider-Man trilogy with just how how much movement there was and how, like the long camera takes. And I really liked the way he allowed his cinematographer to have longer takes and have these really cool transitions in between sequences. There's a lot of really quick transitions and like a lot of cool visual language, which you don't really get with a lot of MCU movies, but you can absolutely see it here. And this is a very unique MCU film in terms of its style. With its story, I'll get into that, but in terms of its style, look, sound, I loved everything about that. I loved how just dynamic all the action was. I even, the, also the pacing is very like exhilarating, it's very quick, like most of Sam Raimi's films. And he usually does a great job of doing that while still giving you a lot of character. And this movie does keep that same quick pacing, and the movie does not ever get boring. You are in there the entire time. And by the end, you're actually going to be surprised that you've already reached the end of the movie because of how quick this movie moves. And I like just being on this quick-moving adventure. And I just really enjoyed 
my time watching it in that matter. And Sam Raimi, I think, is a big part of that because he just brings so much unique, so much of a unique style to this franchise. I mean, just from the look and just the way characters are moving and they're being shot and, like, especially the colors and how he used kind of intercuts a few different scenes. All of it I thought was really unique, and I loved that Sam Raimi's vision we could still see. And part of that is, of course, the horror, which I'll talk about right now. So when it comes to the horror, this was kind of teased, I guess you could say, as being the MCU's first horror movie. Having seen the movie, I wouldn't call it a horror movie. I would still call it an action-adventure for the most part. But I think one of its subgenres could be defined as horror. And I was actually surprised how much they were allowed to get away with with the horror. So talking about the horror, I think most of it worked pretty well. It's kind of your usual kind of jump scare tricks, but I love the atmosphere built in a lot of sequences, even though it doesn't really lead to much. It has an eerie atmosphere for most of the back half of the film, and I thought that's where it was at its strongest. And I think overall the horror really worked, although it wasn't, I'm not, don't go into this expecting a full-on horror film. It is, I think, a movie that incorporates a lot of really cool, horrific elements that I would like to see more MCU movies trying to do. Like if we get a Blade movie, I would like it to actually borrow a few of the, you know, how it incorporates horror from this movie. There's a, it actually gets away with a lot more than I was expecting. It has some very creepy, or as I would define it, very cool imagery that I just think shows the sequences in a way where they were able to get away with the PG-13 rating while still pushing the boundaries a bit. And part of that is also the brutality of this movie. This is by far probably the most brutal MCU movie we've ever had. And I didn't know how enjoyable that was going to be, but it absolutely was. And it was one of my favorite things about the movie because it wasn't afraid to go much darker than most MCU movies have. By far the nastiest kills we've ever seen in the MCU. And I really enjoyed it. And actually a lot of this movie almost feels like a slasher which I never expected to see in the MCU. But it does lead to some pretty uh, violent moments, which I really, really enjoyed. And I do hope that if they continue with these Doctor Strange movies, I really hope we continue incorporating that because it's kind of, kind of really essential to just the mystical side of the Marvel Universe, and I would like to see more of it. And it's just really refreshing to be sitting here talking about how unique this movie feels, especially compared to... Spider-Man No Way Home, I'm not saying this is a better movie than that. I think what we can say is that was definitely your average feeling MCU film, and it, had, it did other things that really propelled it into being a great movie. When it comes to this, I did not feel that for most of this movie, which I'll also get into a bit later. It takes some risks, and I want more MCU movies to do that. Also, with Sam Raimi, obviously, we get Danny Elfman coming in to compose the score for this movie. And he has not missed a beat. This is by far one of the best MCU scores we've ever had. And it is playing, I think, for almost the entire movie. And it just, again, I think really helped with the pacing of the movie. Now let's get into some of the actors. So, of course, we have Elizabeth Olsen returning to play Wanda Maximoff. And I've heard a few people say that this is a bit more of a Wanda movie than a Doctor Strange movie. I don't really agree with that, although she is a big part in how the plot kickstarts. She is a massive part of this movie, and a lot of the plot is more centered around her at, for most of it. But at the same time, Doctor Strange is still the star of the movie. So there's kind of a very fine line that this movie does well in balancing, in my opinion. 
But I thought Elizabeth Olsen's performance was one of the best parts of the movie. She was absolutely magnificent. And in terms of, if you want to say, a standout performance, I guess you could say she was the one who kind of stole the show. But I do wish when it comes to her character with the Scarlet Witch, there's a lot they do with her, with her which is really interesting. And I've always wanted to see from this character. But it felt like they were a bit afraid to commit to it at points. What I like, though, is that they did incorporate some very Sam Raimi-isms into the characters. And I saw that the most with Scarlet Witch or Wanda Maximoff. And I just liked seeing that. But I do just wish they committed to the story direction they went with her in this movie a bit more. Because what they do with her in the final act of this movie sometimes felt pretty cheap and lazy. And I don't know if it... I don't know going forward. I'm really, I'm just interested to see where they're going to take this character. I'm really surprised by the way they left her off in this movie. And I think it's going to be a very divisive point for the fandom. Now let's get into Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange himself. And like I said, he's still very much the star of the movie. But once again, I think he delivers a great performance as Stephen Strange. But also, the most importantly, I actually do think they give Doctor Strange a good arc. And it's been a while since I think we've had, well, at least other than Spider-Man Oil, a hero with a unique arc in the MCU. I thought his arc in this movie was pretty unique. We haven't had anything like it more recently. And I thought it worked, even though it wasn't the main focus of the movie. I do wish he got to show Benedict Cumberbatch, got to show a bit more versatility. Like, the trailers have teased different versions of Doctor Strange. We don't get to see as much of them as I thought we were going to. But when they are on screen, it's some of my favorite favorite moments of the movie because we get, we get to see the character and how they would act in a different universe. And I really wish we got more interactions between the different versions of Doctor Strange. Then we also get the character of America Chavez, played by Sochi Gomez, being introduced into this universe by this movie. And she is definitely a bit of a plot device. But at the same time, I just like the charisma she brought with her. She was a lot of fun. And she was just a very nice addition to the MCU. She has similar energy to other younger MCU characters. But I thought she felt very unique inside of this movie. And I think it brought a great, you know, lighter side to this movie. She's very important to the plot. But she's also someone who you enjoy watching on screen. I appreciated that. And when it comes to the other characters, I'm not going to say too much. Because I think that would be getting into spoilers. But I will say Wong is great as always. Now, the story of this film is very simple, which can sometimes be to its detriment, which I'll talk about later. But it has some very surprising, weird, kind of at times, kind of a horror movie twist going into the back half of this movie, which I think the second half of this movie is, I think, where it's at its strongest. And especially going to the third act, it doesn't really set up the final act in your usual MCU, like, third act way. It does a few unique things to get there, and there's things in it which were really cool, especially using props. It didn't really feel like CGI. The special effects here, work here was really good, I thought. But it also incorporated some very cool, you know, mystical, magical twists that I didn't expect that kind of threw the story, you know, in different directions than I usually expect, which I appreciated, even though it was a very thin plot for the most part. Now, there are... As you've seen from the trailer, some surprise appearances in this film. Now, I was considering not even talking about this for the spoiler-free review, but I think it does affect my, my thoughts on this movie a bit. So I thought I did have to mention them without giving spoilers on who shows up and for how much of, an, how much of a role they have. Now, some of the cameos in this movie absolutely did 
put a big smile on my face. And one of them even got a physical reaction from me in the theater because I was that excited. I'm sure you're going to know which one I'm talking about once you do see it. But it felt like the... I, I will say just you've seen it in the trailers, you've seen it in the teasers already, so I think I'm fine saying this name out loud. So you can skip to the next segment if you're really worried about spoilers, but it's been on like five TV spots over the past two weeks. Now, the Illuminati are, of course, in this film, and there's definitely a dedicated sequence where we get to, where we get to go to their, I guess you could say, headquarters, although it's never really mentioned in the movie. And I felt like that sequence was definitely the movie at its worst because it felt like very much of a U-turn, but it did have some really like surprising moments in there that I definitely didn't see coming, but it did feel like a bit of a U-turn into more standard MCU stuff and it felt like we were going away from some of the more interesting things at least I thought in my personal opinion and I will say also now since we were on that the first 20 to 30 minutes make the rest of the movie feel pretty uneven it makes it feel a bit messy the first 20 maybe 25 minutes feels very standard MCU it really it really takes until this sequence we get where we'll, all I'll say is it takes place at Camertage that sequence going forward is where I really felt Raimi's style coming through. Before that, it felt a bit more standard, although admittedly some of the action did have much more flair than, I, than I've usually come to expect with the MCU, so I did really appreciate that. But it takes a bit for his direction to fully come through, at least in my personal opinion. And I will also say that I think the story is a bit too straightforward. And that would be fine if, you're, if it's because you're leaving room for some emotional beats and some really big, you know, leaving the audience with an emotional impact. But I don't think that it quite managed to do that as much as something as, say, Spider-Man No Way Home. It tries to be very straightforward, but it's still like a two-hour film. And I'm not saying it dragged, but I did feel like it wasted a bit too much time in certain locations, which I've already mentioned a little bit. And I felt like more time could have been just dedicated to the emotional resonance you want to leave the audience with. And some of the more emotional beats in the movie, especially in the third act, I thought were a bit rushed, kind of like a bit, kind of like just a bit of a really quick turn when I really felt like there could have been more put into those moments and really give them their time to rest. And this movie really does need like another 20 to 25 minutes maybe just to give it, give a few scenes more time to breathe or you can cut back on a few things and add another 10 minutes and I thought this movie would have been even better than it already was in my opinion. I'm not saying you should give it to cameos but I do think we needed a bit more time and I'll also say that I don't know if this movie is quite as much multiversal madness as the title implies. I feel like they could have gone way crazier than they actually did now, there's some very weird elements. There's especially one awesome action scene involving music, which that's all I'm going to say. It's one of the best scenes I think we've ever had in the MCU. But I felt I wanted more like that, not scenes like that, but more distinct feeling sequences. And I'm not saying we needed more cameos, but I do think we could have maybe gone to more distinct locations, explored more of the multiverse with, without sacrificing story and maybe incorporating the antagonist of this movie into the actual the second act of this movie a bit more with our lead characters and that's really all I'll say without getting into spoilers and the last thing I'll say is that there are times especially in the first hour or so that I did feel Raimi's 
extremely uh, vibrant and uh, kinetic vision kind of clashing with the standard MCU um, feel. And I do think that if we are going to bring Sam Raimi back for another film, which please, I really hope they do, I think they should give him more of a hand in writing duties. I'm not saying he has to write the film himself, but I do think he, he should get a chance to pick his own screenwriter on who he wants, you know, how he wants this movie to feel so that he can just go all in, all crazy. Because I think that might be part of the reason why we, why we didn't get as much madness as I wanted. Because maybe they needed to hit certain beats for the universe and they couldn't do certain things that maybe say Raimi might have done himself. And I think if we're, and I think we, I think Sam Raimi should absolutely be brought back for another Doctor Strange movie. And I think he should get more of a hand in writing this time because this movie was written by Michael Waldron, who also wrote Loki, who, which that show does have ties to the MCU. So I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's why they, they kind of needed to mandate certain plot points. And I'm also assuming it's because Sam Raimi did come into this movie a bit late and the movie was definitely already written by the time he started working on this movie so i did feel a clash of vision in certain certain a lot of moments and i really do think he should be given more of a hand in the future so yeah guys when it comes to doctor strange and the multiverse of madness this was one of my most anticipated mcu films ever really i've been so excited for this film I obviously love this franchise. I have for a very long time. And I also have wanted more of this character. I had extremely high expectations. I was actually honestly expecting for this to kind of be the next MCU classic. Which I don't think we've really had since like maybe like Avengers Endgame. I don't know if it's quite that. I don't know if it quite met my expectations. But what I think this movie is is a very enjoyable couple of hours at a movie theater. That, that I think it's hard not to have fun with because of Sam Raimi's very creative vision, adding in a lot of cool horror and brutal elements that I did not expect to see in MCU film. Danny Elfman's score is one of the standouts. Elizabeth Olsen's performance is amazing as Wanda Maximoff. But I do wish that the story came together a bit better. It had a bit more going on. And also, I wish the film left me with more of an emotional impact by the end. I'm going to give Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness a B+. And I recommend that if you're an MCU fan, and if you're especially a Sam Raimi fan, I do think this is one you should go check out in theaters whenever you get the chance. And if you want to avoid spoilers, go check it out as soon as you can, because you will see them very soon, if you haven't already, because they leaked a few days ago, unfortunately. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.